From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Joey Lovato. And we're back with another installment of Emergent Culture. Boop, 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 boop. I don't know what that as is. The theme, <laughs> as the theme song for Emergent. We have a theme song now? Boop, 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 boop. All right. Well, very good. Well, there it is. You heard it here first. New theme song for the Emerging Culture segment. Uh, the article we're going to be discussing today was published in the New York Times on June 25th, 2019, written by Jody Rosen. And the title of the article is, Here are hundreds more artists whose tapes were destroyed in the UMG fire. So uh, UMG is Universal Music Group, owned by a larger parent company, Vivendi, who owns like a ton of the (sighs) music industry and just media in general. So this is something that should concern you. Yeah, UMG is one of the large, I think it's one of the big three now uh, sort of record labels that own a lot of other stuff. There's like also a Sony BMG uh, music group, Mm -hmm. uh, and then one other, I forget. Yeah. But anyways, um, this is a pretty major and um, basically still developing story. So in 2003, uh, there was a fire. 2008. I'm sorry, 2008. They both kind of look the same, three and eight. <laughs> Those curvy numbers. Yeah, yeah. you know. 2008, there was a, fafi- a, a fire, a fire at the UMG vault, basically. In Universal City, California. Yeah, in Universal City. And, and they had all of the masters for everything that they owned. The Masters, for those of you who don't know, is the the first recording of of uh, of, mu- of, of music. So like yep. the first time, uh, you know, uh, Weezer Weezer record- goes into the studio. Yeah, they are going to like all of the sound that comes out of that is goes into the master mix, like the last, the final, and this is like the first thing that all other subsequent ones are created from. Exactly. And you can continue to work off of those masters because it's the first time it was recorded. It's true to the 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 day yeah. that those sounds were recorded on the studio and you can yeah. really get a lot of detail out of them. And a lot of a lot of times there's multi-track masters too, which means you can take out individual instruments or vocals or whatever you want. So which is why you'll hear sometimes, like if you ever look on uh, YouTube or something for isolated vocals from like a, a band or something, you might be able to find them because it's been yeah they'll uh, they'll, they'll take way. the master and they'll take the vocals out and you'll get just the mus- <clears throat> musical instruments. Which I'll just say as an aside, it's it's one of the things that I've liked doing uh, relatively recently is just to see if any of that exists online. So for example, you can l- go look at like bassists. Uh, to see if their bass lines are isolated. So like you're listening to like The Who, right? But it's just and the bass line. But it's just the bass line. And I just found one also for Glenn Danzig with The Misfits. His vocals. Dan- Danzig. His vocals are in there. So it's, it's really kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, the the reason that this story is important, and, and I think the reason it's important for us to, to talk about it in relation to residual culture is- A lot of residual culture was burned. It's- so it gets at a number of bigger issues that that are not unique to the music industry, quite frankly. But you have these original recordings um, that are made, and then people put out an album. So this article lists what they believe to the mo- to be the most up to date list of all the artists who have lost now apparently their masters in this fire. I mean, and it includes people like like like, we- like Weezer and like. Uh, uh, Nirvana, but it goes all the way back. I mean, Louis Armstrong, yeah. right? Cab Calloway, yeah. Um, just so many Aerosmith, right? I'm just like, bur- 
you know, going and, through and 50 pe- cent. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and people that weren't necessarily musicians too. They had masters of like famous speeches, uh, like, like Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Dr. And, Martin Luther King Jr. Had yeah. one. Yep. Joan Baez. I'm just like Chet Baker. Also the Simpsons was on there. Like they've, they've lost this. I'm, I'm not sure what that's about. Uh, yeah. Art Blakey, Mary J. Blige, Blues Traveler. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on and it's a really sort of harrowing list of people, uh, share, you know, yeah. um, so, and, so and it's he, not like this music is gone forever, right? Like we still have right. the music and I'm sure they have high quality copies of the music, but we don't have the original copy, which is, you know, like how they want, if they want to make like a remastered album or anything like that, like you need the masters. And it does provide, um, I think it focuses in on Brian Adams story to start off this article, mm-hmm. but it also talks about other artists who wanted to go back and release. So was it, it's semi-sonic, right? If anybody remembers sure. semi-sonic, they <laughs> wanted to go back and release a 20th anniversary edition of one of their albums. So they contacted universal and they just said like, Oh, well we we're having difficulty or we cannot find the masters at this time. And therein lies the other major piece of this story. They didn't tell anyone. Universal Music Group didn't tell anybody that this happened and that that some of these masters may have been destroyed. And slowly but surely, artists are trying to, they're just now discovering 10, 11 years later that these mas- that their masters may have been lost in the fire. Yeah. So it's this huge piece of culture, which was recorded on, you know, presumably these are tapes or something, right? Um and it just was lost in this fire and nobody, they didn't tell anybody about it, but you could potentially have this really big loss of at least the masters, right? Like you said, we may have other copies of this stuff, but the masters have gone away. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's not like, I it's, it's not lost forever. Right. Well, and, and the thing is like, maybe some of it is like, cause there's a lot of really small artists and a lot of people, I, I mean, a ton of people I just have never heard of, you know, some of those people probably aren't that popular and. There, it's gone. There may not be something else. So th- there's there's the other avenue that I want to talk about because this also is happening in the film industry. So, you know, when we talk about media, right? Media is something for conveying or carrying another, like other meaning, right? So we can talk about the medium of, you know, the sound waves, which carry my, you know, vocal cords to you uh, fixed through this podcast, which is also going to be a digital file, which then can be distributed and delivered to you. But fundamentally, I mean, a lot of these recordings are material. They're stored on materials. Yeah, so it's a physical thing. A physical copy of the thing. So one of the other big things that we may have mentioned in another episode, but is um, some of the early films were recorded on a material called silver nitrate. Yep. And silver nitrate, the problem with it is that it degrades over time and eventually turns into dust. So like literally there are films that are just degrading into nothing and we may just lose them, right? Because they're sitting in a vault somewhere. So there's been an effort to try to digitize those to at least like give people access to some of that stuff. You can think about that same process potentially happening with uh, like masters or those materially, the material, right? That makes up the media that we consume still may be stored somewhere like these masters. And when there's a fire, those disappear, right? Mm-hmm. And we've lost those masters now. So it's a really interesting um, moment, I think. And quite frankly, UMG has a major PR crisis. On They've got hands. some explaining to do why they haven't told anyone about this. Right, yeah. There's just a lot of mystery surrounding all of this. It's not like- um, I think it mentioned in the article like, that several artists are suing them because they were yes. responsible for the safekeeping of their masters. Right, 
Right. Yeah. So there'll be an ongoing sort of pending lawsuit against UMG um, for the fire, but it's a really, um, yeah, just really interesting and kind of sad, quite frankly, especially for some of those artists. And it seems like some of the artists who thought their stuff was lost, um, it seems like they've been recovered now, uh, but they're still trying to search through the extent of the damage. And that's why this article provides a more up-to-date list. Yeah. As of, as of June, (laughs) 2019, June. Yeah, exactly. Late June. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I think again, people may say like, you know, what's the, I mean, we, we haven't lost the music. Why does it matter? But I think to the artists, especially it's kind of, it it is symbolic in a way too, right? That this company was, and a lot of times too, what's interesting is the music industry is pretty predatory towards artists and stuff like that. And they'll, they'll say like, well, we get to keep your masters and we have the, like the, the rights to use them and stuff like that. And so to, to, to not only kind of swindle artists out of it in some circumstances, um, they like then can't hold on to the, like the ones that they were entrusted with. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm just going down this list again. I mean, Bing Crosby, Eminem, Cheryl Crow, the Eagles, I mean, Bobby Darren, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. It's a huge, Neil Diamond, no, it, it, Bo it, Diddley, Willie Dixon, and just so many, Tommy Dorsey Orchestra. So this goes back. I mean, it's like at least from the 1940s until- Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, Eminem, right? Yeah. Eric B. and Rakim. It's a really, uh, like I said, just like a, a really large oh, list of Jimmy people. Eat World? Oh, no. I love Jimmy Eat World. Oh, no. <laughs> we won't have any more. The Gin Blossoms. Yeah. You know? Kansas. B.B. King. Al Green. I mean, we're just going to keep, I mean, at this point, we're just going to keep. Just reading a- names on, this is this is podcast gold right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I, I, I mean, I think another thing to think about, too, is those things that aren't necessarily music. Right? Tupac Shakur? Tupac, yeah. Sorry, I just did the thing I said we wouldn't do, but Sonic Youth, <laughs> yep. also in there. But um, not again, not only losing the artists, like the like the musical artists, but also famous speeches and stuff like that. Right, yeah. I feel like I've said stuff like that a lot this episode. Well, that's the kind of uh, emerging culture episode we've got going right now. So. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it, it's just interesting to keep looking through this because it, it like... It's like, oh my gosh, look at all this stuff. And it is kind of, it's, it's really, um, it's really hard to wrap your head around too. Like all, like all of this, like thank God for digital files in a way, but it's amazing. Like how fragile media can be. Well, and that's the other thing I guess that we maybe could talk about is like the master is going to have like all of the information, right? A digital file is going to compress it somehow. I mean, there are lossless formats out there and maybe these exist, but they don't also have like individualized multi-track functionality, right? So it is true that people still may be able to, may be able to hear the music, but it does prevent artists from doing like a, like an anniversary edition of an album or a remastered sort of version of the album. You can't do that anymore with some of these. I mean, Nirvana is on that list, right? Yeah. Well, and like mastering is, is an art in itself. I mean, there's, there's, uh, if you've ever listened to the, uh, fantastic podcasts, I only listen to the mountain goats, uh, which is a podcast. That's the title of the podcast. Yeah, called, I, I only listen to the mountain goats, which is a band, the mountain goats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's about the mountain goats, the band <laughs> mm-hmm. and it has the, the, the lead singer, I think. Um, but he was talking about kind of, um, in an episode with PJ vote, uh, he was talking about an episode uh, about like the recording process and like you know there's mixing and mastering and like what each of those things means, 
and how like he's like yeah we just record like that's it and then they send us stuff and i'm like i hate this or i love this or like why would you do that and like the art of mixing and mastering mm -hmm. a lot of times he's like you don't listen until the end like you otherwise you're just gonna have too many problems with it um and and without those master files obviously it can be remastered to a degree but it can't be fully redone from the ground up right so right yeah no it's 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 uh it's an unfortunate thing this has been a, a little bit of a shorter episode but i think an important thing to inform the listeners about definitely yeah yeah i i think so um i don't know do you have anything else to say about the masters <laughs> no. I, like i don't know what else to say about it because i think part of it is that the story is still unfolding like we don't sure. like universal's put out these kind of like official statements and things and there's a pending but now there's a pending lawsuit so it's still kind of an unfolding story and i think it just talks about you know the materiality really of media and particularly of masters in the music industry or yeah. where these things are housed or to whose care these 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 elements these artifacts of culture are entrusted and then what happens if there's a fire right yeah, yeah. where's the responsibility lie what happens to those elements of culture that are just like disappearing or in danger of, you know, burning, melting, whatever. Well, yeah, and again, like I said, it's crazy to think that like the things that we have on the internet are also like destroyable. Like that's on a server. Yeah. It's not like that's just magically like in the air. Mm -hmm. Like that stuff, we can lose that stuff too. And it's actually a lot easier to lose us. I mean, you don't have to have a fire. Like you can lose the information on a server much easier than just with heat. Yep. Um, like, you know, magnets and stuff will just wipe a server. So, you know, I, maybe just appreciate the stuff you're listening to next time you listen to it and know that not every, even media, the things on the online are finite to a degree. Yeah. So. Yeah. One day it'll all be lost. I'm just thinking you could, you could like go look at this list and then just, you know, do like a little uh, requiem for all, you know, go all and listen to, listen to some of these artists. Yeah, and be go, like, oh, go check good. out the list. Check out the we'll link to the article. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to this more somber, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> emerging culture. It reminds me of a, there's a, um, uh, there's a band who has a uh, an album called Things We Lost in the Fire. It's by Low. Low is the name of the artist. It's the artist. Yeah, I think I've heard so of that. Things actually. We Lost in the Fire. It's like a really good um, what uh, turn of the 21st century kind of indie. My indie. favorite song about fire is from the hit TV show The Office, where Ryan started the fire, and it's just <laughs> Dwight saying Ryan started the fire. <laughs> Ryan. Started Yikes. All right. Well, I guess we, <laughs> on that cheerful note, that uh, to note. remind us of The Office. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you like the podcast, you can support the podcast by uh, uh, donating on Patreon and you get access to all sorts of bonus content. Um, we also just recently revealed some, some very... Uh, what do we want to say? Like interesting or advanced information about an upcoming major announcement? Yeah, yeah. You'll get some, you'll get some behind the scenes about the podcast. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can also follow us and like us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Facebook is the most active in that regard. Twitter yes. is not very active. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tweet every once in a while. But yeah, uh, and um, the, the song today was Finder by People With Bodies. Yeah. This has been Residual Culture. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Joey Lovato. Get into it.